0: Coming up right now, the newest episode from Car, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat. So this is uh, Three Pagans and a Cat. I'm Car.
1: You may call me Ode. Merry meet. My name is Gwyn.
0: And our special guest this time is Ivo Dominguez. Ivo. 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 I knew I was going to say, say it wrong.
2: You You know what? I generally respond to anything that has two vowels in it. <laughs> <laughs> that works. People say it, and they'll say, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Actually, while well, I've been here, it's been Evo, the right way. It's been Ivo. It's been Ivan. It's been, um, I, if it's sort of there, I'm going to assume that you're referring to me.
0: So we wanted to talk to you because you're kind of one of the future presenters yep. here at Convocation. Just all the different stuff that you're involved in. Mm-hmm. and
1: Yeah, your classes cover quite a range. Yeah, too. You have a lot of classes, and there's a lot of people that are going to your classes because mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. want to learn from you. Tell us a little bit about you, who you
2: are, mm-hmm. and what you teach. Man, that hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's start with, uh, with an origin story. Okay, mm-hmm. fair. Alright, so, it's a classic, right? <laughs> I came from a highly enriched environment. My father was a professor, and it was a college town, so that most of the kids that I went to school with were kids of professors, and I had a library card uh, from the time that I was 10, that I could check books out of the university library. Wow, nice. nice. And I could also special order all the occult books that they didn't have mm-hmm. in the library also. So I was really fortunate that I started reading and having access to materials considerably earlier, especially because when I was a kid, mm-hmm. when dinosaurs, you know, walked the earth. And <laughs> the field, it's like, I'm a 1958 model, so mm-hmm. ways back. So there were no local bookstores, and there was no Internet, so it was really easy for me to start reading about everything. So... I developed an interest in almost every part of paganism or okay. occultism. Actually, my very first uh, studies, my formal first formal teaching was in mediumship. Okay. And after a while I decided, you know what, I don't want to be a social worker. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because a lot of the work of being medium was about dealing with people's grief and bereavement. And, and right. Bereavement. And that's not my calling. My next formal teacher was actually uh, an astrologer. And I actually started learning astrology before I was formally being trained in paganism or occultism of any kind. So it never dawned on me until later uh, that... Uh, other people's life uh, trajectory was that they found a thing and they fell in love with it and did it. I kind of explored all the little fields. And Delaware's a small place. I'm from, I'm from Delaware. I've been in Delaware since I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. um, which let's call that basically functionally my life. Right, right, right. yeah.
0: I've driven through Delaware many times.
2: <laughs> it's small. Yeah. So those of us that wanted to do something that was spiritual or magical, pretty much had to bootstrap and kind of do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Jumping we got a little bit. Eventually, <laughs> we formed a study group, and eventually the first covenant in our tradition. But we decided that we had to become experts in everything because there were no local experts. Right, that makes sense. And uh, we were all fairly studious. Uh, so we each decided that, that we're going to study something and learn it. But in the end, we cross-trained each other. So at this point in my life, I've been teaching really since the 80s. And I have a long list of things I do because for many years I ran covens and, and, uh, and I still teach the covens in our tradition, so you have to have a full range of things.
1: And what is your tradition?
2: It's the assembly of the sacred wheel. We officially started, I guess the first coven started in 1984. And we're currently 14 covens, mm-hmm. and we are recognized by the feds, not that it matters, but it's, it's, it definitely has its perks. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it definitely has its perks. And we are a social engineering experiment as much as a magical experiment, because mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of stuff done to try to make it work. And how about this? None of our covens have ever failed. They're wow, still, they're still, that's they're still a remarkable room. success They are still all in existence.
1: That is amazing.
2: And because it's because we broke all the rules of what was going on in other similar magical organizations. Mm-hmm. So, for example, and this is another reason why it's good to learn everything, and I try to teach it in a broad range of things, but you all know that... There are things that make your heart sing, things that, yeah, I know how to do that. I don't really.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I would prefer not to. I would right. prefer not to.
2: So let's say that uh, somebody in one of our covens wants to learn herbalism. Okay. They're not going to get trained in all likelihood about herbalism in their coven of origin, unless it happens to be that their clergy are herbalists. Mm-hmm. Instead, they get, you know, fostered out. Oh, uh, the nearest coven of ours that has an herbalist is going to supervise that and proctor you in that. When they say that you've learned that, they'll write us a letter saying that you've accomplished that. Okay. So so that there's a lot of, you go to school, if you will, really? in, in several covens.
1: That's very interesting. There's yeah. a lot of
2: cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. It also means you build relationships. With yeah, build stronger yeah. Yeah. ties <clears throat> yeah. between and, the covens. And initiations, uh, like like other systems, we have degrees, mm-hmm. but the first and second degree are decided by the, by the coven clergy of that coven. If somebody wants to be a third degree, basically, your priestess, priest, whatever combo it happened to be in that coven, uh, propose to the uh, collection of thirds in the assembly that this person is ready and this is why arrange a meeting where we all get to ask questions and there has to be a majority vote of all the thirds for the person to receive their degree. So it's not one person's or two person's mm-hmm. decision. Gotcha. Yeah. And if somebody has a big fall-down moment, like mm-hmm. human beings are, want right. to do, right. like, for example, this has happened, so do married couples who are also uh, clergy leadership uh, always work out? <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. yeah, no. Okay. So in one case, uh, one of our covenants had the uh, painful thing of the high priestess and the high priest who were married to each other, broke up, and things fell apart, and whatever. Mm-hmm. So... For two, three years, that coven was under proctorship from the other covens. In other words, the third degrees from the nearby covens would come in and run that ritual or run that workshop, and basically they had uh, support until right. until a new person could come up into leadership. Mm-hmm. That's
1: wonderful, because that's a, I would assume that's why none you know, of the covens have failed. Because
2: when something bad happens... There are commu- actual community resources mm-hmm. because the boundary between each covenant is much more permeable mm-hmm. than in most mental systems. It also deadens a little bit of the what I call the, the toxic nuclear family effect,
1: mm-hmm. right? The real clickishness
2: and well, like and, and not just that. Is that the way that everybody does it? Do they mm-hmm. do it differently here? Is that an opinion or is that what our tradition does? Mm-hmm. Or, in my case, I currently, and this has been true uh, since 2000, I'm not a member of any of the covens. Uh, We have elders, and all the elders, uh, currently there's two elders with uh, three more that are almost about to be ready to be elders, are members of none and all. Okay. So we kind of circulate between the covens, can attend any of their things, teach any things, and if any clergy person or any member... As a concern, we're also the ombuds people for solving disputes between. Nice. Um, so, the goal of the fourth degree, which is what we call elders, mm-hmm. is to be glue. Oh,
0: okay. okay. So, are all of your covens in like the Del Marva area or?
2: It's scattered over a number of states, but here's here's the other crazy rule that we enacted. Um, we, we form covens in sets of four that are kind of like a village of four covens with, you mm-hmm. know. Okay. Okay.
1: And so that each one has its built-in safety net.
2: <clears throat> and each of the covens in that set of four cannot be more than three hours' drive from the next. Oh, that's so brilliant. That, so that we limit... It's bad in some ways because there's some delightful, wonderful people mm-hmm. of ours that, you know, their jobs or their lives have taken them to other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they still have their degrees and we will help them any way we like, but they, they can't be, they can't form one of our covens out there because geography matters if you're actually trying to build a right. community. Right, right. Exactly. yeah. So...
1: Actually, so it's, it's pros,
2: and cons. pros and cons. There's pros and cons. As a result, there, there are like three covens that I'm aware of out there that if I ran, if I went to them, yeah, your rituals are, look a whole lot like what I know, but they're not technically part of our tradition. They're right. starting their new thing because if you can't actually see, and uh, once a year we have an annual retreat uh, in, in May where every coven is uh, supposed to s- show up. Mm-hmm. with as many members as are capable of making the, track. making the track but once again we're probably never going to be nationwide or, mm-hmm. or if we are it will be oh, ways co- down the road ways down the road and kind of quite a confluence of things that would have to fall mm-hmm. to right for that to be the case mm-hmm. but i'd rather we'd rather i should say have that kind of community rather than simply expand
0: are your covens limited in number, in number.
2: Yeah, but it's not the traditional number. Okay. Uh, we we picked the number 21. Okay. Rather than 13 or not right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, if you let it get to 21 and it's only happened a tiny, tiny, tiny number of times, it actually is big enough so that when the time comes that somebody wants to hive off, you can take a couple of people with you and it's not going to kill the existing. Gotcha. Right. Right. We also do hiding backwards. In the old days, you know, the, the first one or two covens, we did it like most uh, traditions where the person that leaves the coven is somebody who's a newly minted third degree, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Most of our covens have been formed by old hands that and basically they leave their coven mm. in somebody in else's the hands. hands. Of the new. Bingo, the, the newly minted clergy inherit the fully functioning running coven. That's and, really and smart. The old it hands is. and the old hands go to start the new ones, the new ones. that are a pain yeah. in the butt to yeah, that to get is going. brilliant. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a
1: much smarter way to do that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, we grew up in the era of watching lots of things go kablooey in the pagan community. Mm-hmm. And when it came time for us to sit down and as a group write a charter for this is how we run our affairs, we had lots of discussions about what have we seen blow up? <laughs> and <laughs> <why>. Right? <laughs> and why? And and human beings are human beings, so there's a limit to what you can do about it. You can avoid some things. Yeah, uh, we have, and then I'll say one more thing about that, and then move on, because not everybody is, is going to groove on how do you run your stuff. <laughs> but we have uh, a really complicated decision-making process. So we do voting, we do consensus, and we do limited dictatorships. Okay. So, for example, if it's something uh, like, a, "Is this person going to get their third degree?" It's a majority vote of a of thirds, because degree? expecting unanimity is a ridiculous thing. Trying to get consensus about uh, somebody that way would actually be damaging because you'd be discussing the mm-hmm. pros and cons. Right, right. yeah. So, so, However, most of the big changes in liturgy or let's call it ecclesiastical stuff mm-hmm. are made by a consensus. If we are running a conference or a weekend workshop or an event, then people get authorized to be limited limited dictators that for, that, for the duration of that project, whatever that project right. is,
1: mm-hmm. whatever
2: they say, Ghost. you're simply going to go because you don't have time to, right. time to, to have me. the whole you don't <laughs> have yeah. time for process right? right. So, so we pick and choose based on the nature of the task what kind of, of decision making we need to do that's really smart It
1: sounds like it's a very well-developed system. Very
2: well-developed, very well-organized system. That's very cool. Things go sour just like everywhere, but but at least there's a way to deal with things when they go bad. You have
1: a plan for the inevitable failure. Exactly.
2: Absolutely. One of the things that everybody is, and nobody owns their cup. Mm-hmm. It's not your coven. It's, it's the tradition's coven. Yeah. That's
0: awesome, yeah. that Which helps you not to fail, too, because you can then move somebody else exactly. in. And
2: well, we just had um high priestess step down because she has a new job, very demanding, and lots more money. Yep. And she's got uh, personal development work that she has had zero time to do because she's been
1: running a company, right, yeah. working exactly.
2: full time. Yeah, and yeah. So she stepped down, and uh, somebody else stepped into that place. Mm-hmm. And like for the next six months, she's going to be cc'd on all the emails about what's going on. Yeah. So that she, so to me, a gradual and graceful handoff. Mm-hmm. Right. Not that there haven't been ugly moments, but you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's people
0: are people, so you're right, going to have exactly. those kind of things. See, but... We're
1: all solitary, so it's very interesting to hear. Yeah, about I'm this always interested. How covens run because I don't have experience with that process. I've never been part of a coven or a kindred or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and exactly. you know, I'm a druid, so right. but I haven't been and I'm part of the ADF, sure, which is a, but a but I don't have a grove. You don't have a local, right? Yeah. Yep, right. Exactly. yeah, so
1: there's a, a proto grove
0: starting starting to kind of get getting going, going yeah, yeah kind of getting going but, in our area, so.
1: Exactly. But, so he may have a growth at some point. Yeah. But. So one of the, the things that we asked yes, you about when yes. you first came in is that you are an authority in astrology.
2: I'm going to say that I am an astrologer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, we heard Jackie Smith was just singing oh, your prayers okay, okay. for your knowledge in astrology.
2: Okay, I'll say I, I'm, I'm really good at doing the Carl Sagan thing for astrology. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, the thing with astrology is that a lot of people take a big step backwards and say, no, no, no! Because there's a really huge learning curve.
1: There's a lot of numbers so frighten of, me. Exactly, I'm not a math. person, <laughs> So uh, I've never. I've always felt like astrology would be too complicated for me to understand. I know my my sign, and that's about it.
2: Yeah, good enough. <laughs> no, no, no. and, and what I'm going to suggest is this is because two things: ninety percent of astrologers are not magical people. Oh, okay. Most astrologers, if you go to a convention, if you, if you look at the books, they certainly are spiritual people, mm-hmm. right? but they don't have a magical practice, they don't have a practice of ritual in their life or working with powers or gods or goddesses mm-hmm. in the way that most people here do, mm-hmm. which gives them a very different perspective. The other bit, uh, which means that when a magical person approaches, it's like, well, this looks like it should be familiar. But
1: also, I feel like I need a PhD. (laughs) Right, Right. exactly. Yeah, and
2: that's the other part. It is a culture of, if I keep the jargon complicated enough, Mm. and if I speak in zip files
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: of, of complex encoded stuff, it makes me feel like I'm a professional. Right. Okay. And, and and there's all sorts of competitiveness at conferences. There's like three separate major accrediting organizations in this country to be a professional astrologer. Oh, and wow. It's, it's crazy. So I think they make it intentionally dense. And some of them aren't making it intentionally dense, but because the only people that they ever speak astrology to, it would be like going to a convention for biochemists or, or mm-hmm. for physicists or for mathematicians. You wouldn't but what i try to do in any class i do is to convert it to astrology is a sacred language okay astrology is a symbol set and you can do a lot of useful stuff with that even if you have a difficult time with numbers or geometry on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. in fact one way of looking at it is that uh, the 12 signs if you start at the beginning and go through the end is uh, an alternate version of the Wheel of the Year. It's just oh. de- it's describing the changes that happen in the energy of the, of the seasons in twelve steps. Okay. My first exposure to astrology was a mad crazy bohemian woman named Ellen Reardon, and I'm saying that because you know, this was, this was um, I think probably like uh, 1981 or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and you can imagine lots of patchouli smell and, <laughs> right, and, and lots of flowing crazy clothing and bright uh-huh. colors and whatnot, and when I went to her house for the first class that she was teaching on astrology, and it was uh, a very groovy place, it, <laughs> it, was, it was very period. <laughs> she had emptied out her living room and pushed all the furniture back and she had lit a candle in the center of the room and then she proceeded to dance the energy of the 12 signs with the candle representing the sun in the center and, and uh, started in Aries and went around the whole zodiac and the dance style was to depict how the energy of that sign behaved because the way she started the class was that really the signs are not stars far away in the heavens it's those 30 degree chunks uh, that the earth goes around and repeats every year, and that each sign has a unique pattern and un- unique energy, and that's what the signs are, and this is what they look like. Huh. That is, that that is so yeah. much. I yeah. can get that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just to your description, I'm Win, going light bulb moment. We especially makes... could get that because she was a belly dancer for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally understand that language. <laughs> so, so
2: so that, uh, and also, though, she, she did make us back then was the, the era before the easy. Access to computer programs, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we still had to do the horrible math Uh in the the, the (laughs) tables and. But, and here's another bit where the artistry comes in and I'll roll it back in a different direction. She wouldn't let us just like get out the graph paper and draw an ugly looking chart. She would put out artist paper and here are the colored oil pastels. Mm-hmm. And we had to do each of the planets and each of the signs and colors that were appropriate to, to what they symbolized and the, and the aspects, the connecting uh, energies between the things we had to draw. And we were, we were to draw, you know, little flowers and plants and animals and things to, to basically encode our vision of what the chart meant. Oh. In, in hmm. to, an illustrated to, chart. Illustrated. Or an illuminated, illuminated. chart. Illuminated. Oh. Yeah. My heart was not so great, but let's call it an illuminated chart. So I'm going to say one thing about her being a crazy bohemian woman, and then I'll go, go on because I don't even know where she is anymore, and she, she may not even be alive anymore, frankly. But during the time I knew her, and she had had like five babies, except... Strange for the era, um, she kept some of them, and some of them she would leave with a man that... Uh, and she eventually ended up marrying and baron and moving to Europe, but, <laughs> oh, wow. but during that time period she promised she'd come to a fundraiser at my house for a politician promised uh, Loretta Walsh that she would vote for her in city council the day of election she had to go down to the birthing center and give birth to the baby she was carrying and then after that she walked down to Brandywine Creek that runs through the city to cool herself off in the creek and then she walked up to the polling booth
0: oh my lord <laughs>
2: She said she would vote. Right, yeah. (laughs) She was a woman of her word. She was a woman of her word. Oh, that's fabulous. But she always looked at it as, uh, think of it as symbols. Think of it as language. Think of it as an expression of an energy. And then change it completely. For example, uh, what I always teach is that uh, the planets are nouns. The signs are adjectives and adverbs. The aspects are verbs. The houses are clauses. You you can basically convert astrology to Language. language. Hmm. And it kind of is. It kind of is. The part that saddens me is that a lot of times people will look up in a book that this is an herb of Jupiter, Mm -hmm. or or this is a a gemstone related to la -la, when they're either making an incense or a magical concoction of some kind or another. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't actually know what Jupiter energy is, Mm -hmm. or what uh, Saturn energy is, or... Uh, what Libra energy is, then you can't actually summon and call that and awaken that in that stone or in that gem or in that thing. You're just kind of going by root, like, well, this, this correspondence says. Right. It says that I, it actually, is. I've right. always just kind
1: of skipped over the planets because, because I don't it understand. Mean, yeah, it, it means right. nothing to me.
2: But, but rather, it's like it's a classification code for a flavor of energy in the same way that now, not everybody works with the four elements, mm-hmm. but the idea of the four elements is that these represent particular qualities and characteristics and, nice. and energy patterns, etc. Mm-hmm. Right? Each of the planets, in my head, are is in the same category. It's an element. Okay. Each of the signs can be like an element, but it's, but the, the twelve signs are more like the uh, the twelve styles of human wisdom and folly.
1: Okay, <laughs> that makes sense.
2: <laughs> because each of them has both wisdom and folly associated with it. So there's uh, there's a lot of magic that. Only only comes into being when you actually know all the nuances and resonances to the thing itself. Mm-hmm.
1: So, for someone like me, who is a, a yeah. solitary eclectic witch, yeah. if I wanted to, now I don't want to become an astrologer.
2: Um, no, you don't need to. <laughs> and, you, and you don't need you to be able to use it.
1: Yeah, and. That's my question yeah. is, you know, what would the root How do you become a hedge astrologer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> How do I become a hedge exactly. astrologer? How can I incorporate this language of astrology into my work to get that much more definition to what I'm doing?
2: Let me give you an example of a effective low-magic astrology spell. Okay. So once upon a time, I was on my way to a conference such as this, mm-hmm. and it was one of those years where the Snowmageddon stuff was happening. Oh, all,
1: God, I remember that. <laughs>
2: and I had, like, a long list of classes and rituals and stuff that I was going to be doing At at a California event that recently Mm -hmm. happened, yeah, and I am stuck in Philadelphia. I had to sleep overnight in a chair in Philadelphia. Oh man! You know, in the morning, the city of brotherly love. Oh no, it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, (laughs) That's just their name. (laughs) It's just a name. (laughs) Yep. And then, and then by morning, it was really bad because the snow was so awful. That there was no re-delivery truck, so that they had run out of coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they'd run out of food in the restaurants, yeah. and it was like I have to get out here. So I'll skip the, the little compulsion spell that I use to to <laughs> <laughs> to to actually jump in line a little bit and actually have the person who actually could get me on a plane get me on a plane. Mm-hmm. But I got on a plane and we go, and and it's like please, my bags have to be there. I have all my ritual stuff. Mm-hmm. I have all, mm-hmm. all the stuff that I need. My handouts. We're running late. I'm rushing. It's one of these things where I run from one airplane to catch oh, the yeah. next yeah. connecting yeah. flight. And I get to the plane, and I go, oh, crap, it's my luggage here yet. Uh-huh. So, you know, this, this is the last leg of the journey. And mm-hmm. from there, it was going to go to San Jose. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, this isn't going anywhere. There's no connecting flights for, for anybody on this plane. I'm, I'm not about to do something awful and unethical. <laughs> <laughs> So not about
1: to destroy anyone
0: else's life <laughs> this is important right yeah
2: so, yeah so so i dug in dug into my chair and i imagined that i was uh you know rooting myself to the ground and then i imagined myself reaching out to each of the wings and doing the the symbol for saturn on each of the wings putting the symbol for saturn on each of of the uh, wheels mm-hmm. and saturn's structure form matter, limitation, lead is its metal, it's heavy, it's slow, and the, the pilot says, and we're going to be taking off in a few minutes, and a few minutes passed, um, <laughs> huh, we, we can't seem to disconnect from the, uh, the boarding, the boarding the gateway, the yeah. yeah. okay, that's cool, so I keep, you know, re reiterating, I keep focusing the, on <laughs> limitations, the black, <laughs> lead, the, the black, making the symbol of Saturn on the wings, making the symbol of Saturn, until I see the little rolly thing dragging my the uh, mm-hmm. load of luggage, and then I see the luggage apply, get in, and then, okay, now I erase them. <laughs> and then, 20 minutes later, we're in the air. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Or the uh, one other Saturn one, on book sales. Have you ever seen the book sales where they have tables and tables of b- remaindered books for cheap? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, but you yeah. can't possibly buy all of them. You can't possibly carry all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I will, like, no, 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 no. I'm going by like, man, I'm sort of interested in that one, so I'm going to put the seal of Saturn on it, the seal of Saturn, and then It'll be there when I come back for it. To be fair, though, you have to erase it, lest it sit there forever and turn to dust. Mm -hmm. But but the point is, I can do quick magic using just the symbol and the colored gray or black that I associate for Saturn, because I have an intimate knowledge of what Saturn feels like and what it does, so I can call it...
1: Okay. You get the idea? Yeah. 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 So that's Absolutely. really simple. Absolutely. If I need to
2: be eloquent, uh, I'll draw the glyph for Mercury on the palms of my hand and apply them to my throat before doing something. Okay.
1: That's very so that's very, efficient. Cool. very so efficient. I admire that efficiency. I That is hedge astrology. Right, yeah. astrology witchcraft.
0: So how do we find out that information about Saturn and Mercury and all that? C- without I the don't, PhD. Yeah, without <laughs> the PhD.
2: <laughs> well... I do have a book, uh, and I've been told I never mention my book, so this is like yes, the first podcast oh, yeah. I forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Practical Astrology for Witches and Pagans. Oh,
1: perfect. Yeah.
2: One of the things I recommend in that book is start cheap and easy. Mm-hmm. You can buy an astrological calendar, and I don't care which brand it is, <laughs> it, as, as long as uh, it has a couple of pages at the beginning that explains this is the basic stuff about the planets, mm-hmm. la la la. Well, that's actually enough information to get you started if you add one more thing to it. Let's say, let's pick one, it's, uh, whether it's the moon. Or Mercury, because every day it shows you which sign the Moon is in, or Mercury where it's moved on to yep. right? mm-hmm. for a month or a week, whatever your attention span will allow. <laughs> 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 Pay attention to: okay, the Moon is in the following sign today. How did people behave today?
1: Okay, okay.
2: The Mercury was, uh, and ignore the retrograde stuff for a moment. Which 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 sign is it in? Or and you'll start learning things about aspects, but simply reading a couple of basic phrases, a couple of basic things about it, and then see how it plays out in your actual life. You go, oh, okay. So for example... So you sort
1: of establish patterns.
2: And they are real and they stick for you because you have observed them. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. you recommend
1: recording these so that you are
2: like, seeing the I, I, pattern? I like to tell people to journal. Mm-hmm. I also know that unless somebody's temperament actually is, is uh, inclined... <laughs> I'm a journaler.
1: Car is yeah. not one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, but, yeah, it's a temperament thing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Some yeah. people if you're inclined to journal, that is excellent. And if you are of a different so, for example, each day of the week is one of the planets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, a simple meditative exercise is uh, like uh, Sundays, what? Sun. Sun. All right, so on on Sunday, uh, put the, the circle with the dot in the center is the glyph for the sun. Take a piece of paper, put the glyph, work, or unless you can just visualize really well. I prefer that. Maybe you will have looked in your correspondences. This is an incense of the sun, or an herb of the sun, or this is a crystal associated with the sun. And just sit on the day of the sun for 5-10 minutes, looking at the symbols, smelling the incense, burning incense, holding the crystal, and, okay, what does that energy feel like? It's about experiencing it in a visceral level. Ultimately, you can start collecting all manner of pages and pages of things. For example, if you journal or if you keep a little Book of Shadows kind of thing, you can continually add one more thing that that energy feels like to you or what it represents or how it expresses. In your life or in the life of the people around you, and then when you read one of the really densely written books, you have a clue because you've already awakened within yourself your own personal understanding mm-hmm. of what that might be about. And so you
1: can have those connections. It. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's a peg to hang the idea right. on now, as opposed to in the past there was nothing there to right. Yeah,
1: it no was nice. all cerebral. Right, exactly. And which, with which no contact, which is not
2: going to work for yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh or or another way of looking is that way you're creating your own Rosetta Stone. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is this is different ways of, of, of speaking about the same stuff. That's very good. I like that.
1: Yeah. It's very Thank cool. you. Thank you for
2: unlocking Thank astrology. Yeah. You both <laughs> totally works. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's that'll be something I can actually right, do. Yeah. if can. I can do it, anybody can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, when you first came, we were talking about doing this. You you talked about the connection between astrology and divination
2: yeah yeah is yeah. that
1: through like any form of divination or specific like the daryl cards okay or are we getting into horoscopes or are yeah. we
2: getting into horoscopes kind of all of the through. above okay actually uh one of our covens just did a ritual for read rigid and bulk whichever mm-hmm. name you. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and they decided to do yeah, lots of names yes Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whichever name boybelk whichever name uh-huh. Works a, for you. It works uh-huh. for you. And and this year they decided to do something different because it's pretty common to do divination mm-hmm. mm-hmm. On a particular holiday, right? So this year they decided to each of them was going to use on the altar there were tarot cards of various kinds. Mm-hmm. There were little little bags of, this, of Elder Futhark and uh, Anglo-Saxon runes and astrology dice. And the question was, what's my biggest obstacle? What's my biggest roadblock in, for this year? Uh, how do I shoot myself in the foot is basically the <laughs> question. Sure, yeah. right. And they would, could use any combination thereof. Write it down, go home and research it. A month later, they all got back together to compare notes and see if other people had insight into what they saw. But the astrology dice, because it's is back to the language, I'm sure you've seen 12-sided dice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. I played D and D when it first started. So <laughs> <laughs> I
2: still have my little cardboard white box from the. Yeah. Do you really? <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> when Gary
0: Gynax was still doing it yes, before yes, TSR? Yes, yeah. Exactly yeah. They do.
2: do. Yeah. So these three dice. Uh, one 12 twelve-sided dice is the twelve signs. Mm-hmm. One dice is simply numbered one through twelve for the twelve houses, mm-hmm. and the other is the planets plus the north and south node. And you, and you toss each three, and that gives you a planet and a sign in a particular house. And that is a meaningful statement about what a blockage is. Okay.
0: Interesting.
2: So that, so that even in the absence of a chart or In the absence of calculation mm-hmm. or in anything else, the idea is that this is a, a particular energy, this is a particular modification of energy, and houses, which we then need to mention earlier, mm-hmm. is what happens when how which arena of life does it actually mm-hmm. show up in okay. or manifest most strongly? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a, a use of the symbol set of astrology for divination that has no requirement for yeah, it. Yeah, I could do that, absolutely,
1: I could totally do that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting
0: because we do a lot of divination together, mm-hmm. yeah, but we the three of us have different ways of doing divination, so mine's OM based Yeah, yeah. Right, Druid? uh you're I, doing I do tarot, tarot. mostly and then uh I do a lot of pendulum.
1: pendulum so i i do a lot of scrying uh, sure. pendulum work sure things like that i do a little bit of tarot
0: so the, the the interesting thing is though is we see like how weirdly the three of us all align together right, right. yeah, yeah. So, we'll all
1: divine on the same topic same and we'll all get the same answer yeah <laughs> it's, just it's slightly
0: different but the same general the gist. Is and different, but, yeah, it's,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah. the it's the same thing. So I thing. would be totally interested in getting some of these dice well, <laughs>
2: and yeah. doing and, and, that. And, and there are places to sell them, but the other option is to simply buy flying 12 sided dice. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's not like you can't get those. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. That's a really fascinating. And
0: uh, gamecrafter.net, you I, can actually have them made for you, you there. For
1: you, yeah. Yeah. Although I enjoy the process. I enjoy making I would let Ode make the dice.
0: Well, but that's the whole thing. It's like we can do this, all the the artwork you want to do, send it to Game Crafter, and they're going to put your artwork on the dice, and then send it back, and then they're I like, you know.
1: I enjoy the physical making of well, it. Well, <laughs> <boring>. <laughs> you know, we'll Cars work. like technology! I'm like, no, but I like, could do it with my hands, hurts. though. <laughs> I
2: <like both. laughs> and I end up doing both, but mm-hmm. that's another way that you can express that they in and of themselves are representations right. of particular patterns of energy in, in and of themselves. Now, the part where you're using it for divination, looking at charts and whatnot, mm-hmm. this is usually the example I like to give and it doesn't work with everybody, but if there is somebody drumming, say in the next room, after X period of time, I'm going to start talking in rhythm with that drumming. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or, I'll yep. start, or I'll start tapping my foot a little bit, or my toe a little bit, so that I begin to respond, even if I'm not paying attention to it. So when the planets, and I'll, I'll stick with the moon, is in a particular place in the heavens, It's producing a particular vibration. And everybody on the planet is being bathed in that vibration. And to some degree, you all have free will. Everybody still makes their own choices. But
1: resonance. There's resonance.
2: And it's going to have an impact on how you respond to the world. Mm -hmm. So there's the kind of idea of when things are going on in a particular way, everybody gets a dose of it. Mm -hmm. And how you respond to it is uniquely yours. Let's go back to resonance for a moment. Your birth chart is basically a picture. It's it's, uh, it's your 23andMe for your energy DNA.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's basically a readout of what your energy pattern is. All right. What happens when something in the heavens is resonant to the stuff that's built into you in your birth chart? Unique. Personal, more powerful impact. If you get mm-hmm. the yeah.
1: amplification. It, it
2: amplifies, or if it's in a, or yeah, it, or it
1: inverts. <laughs> it, it Inverts,
2: and, and uh, you get the not amplification. Mm-hmm. You get the, the, the suppression. The suppression of it. Um, so there's a lot of ways in which there's a very individualized uh, expression of it. But you know what? Even I think I think you said that you know well we know what our sign is. Or mm-hmm. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and the good news nowadays is that anybody can get their moon sign, their sun sign, and the right. Yeah,
1: I, I have a. For Natal charts I mean, it, yeah it, it's, it's just The it's website crazy, made for crazy. Me.
2: and you can easily find in the astrological calendars or in all sorts of free sources even though I encourage people to buy books and, mm-hmm. and go to the, go to classes and blah. blah. Uh, you can get a whole lists of characteristics for the signs right mm-hmm. both good traits and bad traits for each of the signs. easy easy if you know those three things, rising sign, moon sign, sun sign, you have instant knowledge about how to improve your path through life. Mm -hmm. If you look at, um, like, for example, I'm a Sag, evil Sag, (laughs) and that means that behind me, the sign previous in the year is Scorpio, and the sign after me in the year is Capricorn. So far, so good? The cycle that goes through, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the positive and negative traits for Sagittarius. All the negative traits for Sagittarius is when a Sag is kind of backsliding and beginning to be, behave more like a Scorpio. All the positive Sag traits are when a Sag leaning is leaning forward. leaning forward towards acting like a Capricorn.
1: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> In the <scene>. Stereo. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So sometimes all I have to do is catch myself when I'm planning or doing things. It's like, okay, am I acting more like a Scorpio or am I acting more like Mm -hmm. Capricorn? As as a quick litmus test for uh am I approaching this? are the you right moving way? forward
1: or backwards? Am I moving yeah. forward or backwards?
2: And it's, it's a personal forward or backward because mm-hmm. you know depending upon which sun, place your sun is and the sun is your core of your energy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go jump to the moon real fast. Okay. And people totally get the moon. Wrong, totally get the moon. Wrong. Uh, they say, oh, it's the subconscious or it's it's the cycles of life. It's mm-hmm. the feminine. La la la. Though all, there, there's a lot of stuff in astrology that you have to like scrape, scrape, scrape because. They're, it's it's mostly social constructs stuff on top of what's there the same is true for pro frankly mm-hmm. but, but the moon is the best way to consider the moon is the moon is cycles the moon is the unconscious which rules us in many ways the moon is the author of the story that you tell yourself about yourself okay hmm. Mm-hmm. so because we that, because you know we're made of stories mm-hmm. and we tell ourselves oh that's what that meant in my life or this is when you summarize a portion of, of an experience mm-hmm. it's it's your moon that's doing that so your moon sign whatever that sign is is the style in which you tell your story to yourself
1: okay. so I don't I'm not even sure what my moon sign you is. Gotta, gotta yeah. Look it up. yeah I have to look it up but but I know uh,
2: my so, but but that but, but you get the idea that mm-hmm. uh, so the moon sign tells you how you tell your own truth to yourself or how you lie to yourself
1: mm-hmm.
2: or how you describe uh, what you are. And, and, and let's say that you don't like the story you're telling about, about yourself and your life. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are three air signs, three water signs, each of the four mm-hmm. elements is through. So let's say that like, my moon is in Scorpio, woe unto me.
1: <laughs>
2: Very critical moon. <laughs> so if I find that I am, I'm not being good to myself and or accurate or fair, and I say, well, how would I tell the story about what just happened if I was a Cancer? Mm-hmm. How would I tell that hmm. story to myself if I was a Pisces? Anyway, but you get yeah. the idea, there's, uh-huh. there's, there's, there's more to it, but even without math, mm-hmm. just with a little bit of idea, there are some st- things built into the structure of it that can be very valuable and don't necessarily require but it doesn't require... Uh, a paid consult to figure that out once you have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like I've never bothered to figure out what my moon sign is because I know what my sun sign and is. And what are you going to do with it? Yeah, and I had no idea what you would do with it. So that's why I don't know. I've never, it's never even occurred to me that
2: it would be useful. Technically, each of the planets is the indicator for a specific part of your site. So, like where your Mercury is, uh, is your style of talking and thinking. That
1: makes sense. Yeah.
2: And that the sign that it's in tells you. Uh, how you talk and also other secrets. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been, this is so
2: interesting. uh, What I tell people is that you don't need to become an astrologer Mm -hmm. uh, in the same way that you don't need to be a mathematician. You just need enough math to get by in life doing whatever it is that you need to get
1: get through your day.
2: Right. (laughs) And you need just enough astrology to make it useful to your magical or spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You don't need to become a practitioner Mm -hmm. for it to be useful for you. Yeah.
1: And it does sound like it really can enrich and deepen a practice, yeah, which absolutely. I feel like it feels like something that now I could approach in a more artistic way, yes, yes. which will be more, yes, more intuitive to me, exactly, yeah. exactly, a- and the thereby way. more useful, exactly, because right. uh, otherwise, in you know, in the past, thinking of it in a mathematical way, not being a mathematical person, it, it just has not felt useful, so I didn't understand the point, but now. I, you know, because I hear people talking about, you know, their sun sign, their mid sign, and all oh, this man. stuff. And so now Jeff I'll, at Arts and Craft has asked me, right. like, what's your moon sign? i oh, man, uh, I don't man know. <laughs> yeah. And so, but now I'm like, okay, now this, this, I want to find out. This is, mm-hmm. this can be useful, and I'll be able to actually have a conversation with people and understand where they're coming mm-hmm. from.
0: I just pulled mine up. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. While we were sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just so to know. It's easy so easy. To easy. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there was just a, was a website. Boom. Boom. And there it is. And it pulled up my sun sign, my moon sign, my Mercury, my Venus, my Mars, my Jupiter, all the parts Saturn. Of your yeah, yep yeah.
2: Send me that link. And, and that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, another way to learn it is to look up uh, all your planets and what sign they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then try to figure out. Okay, so this planet represents uh, my thinking, talking, communicating style. Mm-hmm. This is what sign it's in, so that modifies it. Like mm-hmm. Adjective or adverb, right? Right. right? right. And the houses tell you uh, what part of life it manifests more fully in. Okay. So mm-hmm. okay, quick quick way of understanding what the houses are and there's lots of different house systems, blah blah blah. But day and night are not the same length in different parts of the year in different yep. latitudes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's a globe. The sky's a globe, the earth is a globe. Mm-hmm. The chart is flat. The houses are a map Projection. Oh. <laughs> so you're, it, it's a method to flatten it.
1: Okay. okay. Now I get it. Now, yeah,
2: it, 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 it gets you a different perspective when, when, it's viewed as, oh, you're, you're turning something that is a globe mm, uh, into, into something, into something you can roll out on a piece in of paper. Two-dimensional.
1: Dimi- two yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The data is still there. It's just not depicted in, in, in a way that's quite the same. And, and, in some systems, the houses are wider or smaller because mm-hmm. compensating or depicting the length of day and night at the time of the person's birth. Okay. yeah Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there are. Ac- and if you explain it that way, as opposed to first we begin by explaining how to do all the math, <laughs> <with> the <laughs> latitude and longitude, and minutes and, and that's, seconds. Of,
1: I've already checked out. There you on. Go.
2: <laughs> But if you're told ahead of time, hey, what this is, what this program is going to do is actually convert uh, something that's 3D into something that, that's a, a, a diagram that's flat, mm-hmm. even if you don't know how to do the math. It gives you a clue as to how to interpret what's in you. Right, saying. right.
1: That's really cool. That's well, really I gotta nice. say, I really appreciate the work you're doing oh, to demystify yeah, absolutely. this. absolutely. I'm getting a copy of your book. Yeah, just a sense of, of, kind of, of I, got, I, I
2: like, I like to try to figure out how to explain the magical stuff or, or different systems of. Mm-hmm. Technically, what uh, what you call astrology is a sacred science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, same for al- for alchemy or any number of other things, because yep. there's an art end of it, and then there's a a
1: hard science end. Hard the hard science. Science, yeah, the hard scientists amazing. would disagree. <laughs> yeah, I think I think quite ah, they, they
2: can they can disagree all they like. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> I'm completely stupid about it. At least you all like I knew I was a Capricorn. That's no, all I knew. I think knew. we were all on the same level of
1: knowledge here, honestly.
2: <laughs> so you, you like runes? You like home? You like, yep. You yep. Like, uh, sim- symbols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Symbolic okay. languages, Yeah. And Capricorn is one of the ones. That, the, the, the glyph for Capricorn is drawn in a lot of funny ways, and that's when like everybody's like, I don't know if I can draw this. So <laughs> it's it's also like learning uh, Greek or Cyrillic or something. You have to. It's almost like you have to learn these are the new letters, mm-hmm. right. right? But each uh, there's actually a class. Uh, that I've taken and also given that describes how each stroke and each angle and each shape in astrology actually is an indicator for what that glyph is about. Oh, nice. So if you look at the glyph for astrology and since we're not doing a video I'm, I'm going to describe mm-hmm. the, Sure. It, the glyph for, for Capricorn there's like this big swoop that goes one of the version The version I prefer is, there's a swoop that goes down Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then it goes up, there's a little loop and then a graceful curve back down again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Capricorn is cardinal earth, and its code code name is the cycle of spirit into matter and back again.
0: Ah. So that
2: so spirit dives, 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 dives down, mm-hmm. down, down, and it's going so hard from from the upper reaches down into dense matter. It overshoots and ends up at the bottom, of the ocean, which is why it's which is why it's often the seagoat. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Then it has to climb its way all the way out of dense matter up the ocean, all the way up the top of the mountain, until it gets to the top of the mountain. It has an epiphany. This is the way the world works. This is the way that matter works. This is the way that time and limits work. That's why there's a little loop up there. Mm -hmm. Ah, Moment, (laughs) and then then there's a graceful curve descending back into the physical world. Now having the mastery of understanding how to be in the world, and then be and focus on accomplishing whatever it is because Capricorns are accomplishment driven.
1: Yes, shocking.
2: They are. I have no idea what you're talking about. about, (laughs) But anyway, but there's, but each of the planets and signs, the actual little squiggles, you can tell a story. They mean something. They mean mean something. They're not just. Symbols. Yeah. They actually have, they're they're more like pictographs. They -hmm. they actually contain information. And
1: here I thought my Pisces were just two fish that I didn't
2: understand. (laughs) (laughs) They all, they're all, uh, the the crescents and Pisces represent soul. Okay. Uh, circles represent spirit, uh, crescents represent soul. I mean, there's all sorts. Yeah, of I mean, There's yeah. like layer upon layer of stuff, so that you can actually. But this is all very different than let's run the math. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. and
0: Yeah, I think makes it at least for the three more of us more accessible, more, accessible. more, more accessible. compelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I could probably learn the math. You, you could. all could not.
1: I no.
0: You could
2: make yourself do it.
1: Maybe. I couldn't. I could. I. Geometry was the one area in math where I could kind of do it because there was a visual element. So right, maybe right, right. if I if I really dug down into it, maybe. right, yeah. right. But I just want to thank you
0: for, yeah. for
1: being here with us, for sharing your knowledge with us, and for at least for me, definitely, yeah, unlocking uh, a whole new field of study. a whole new field of study to enrich my practice because I'm very excited about this. <laughs> maybe we'll now all become hedge astrologers. That's right. right? Yeah, that's right. Lookout world. We are going to be hedge astrologers.
0: There you go. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for thank being you. It's here. We has been we've, a lot of fun. We've thank had, you for enjoyed your time. it. Thank yeah.
1: Because uh, I know you've been, you've this, been uh, busy this convocation. A uh, little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate you carving out the, this little bit of time for mm-hmm. us.
0: You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at com.